The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. And if you would, grab your Bibles. It's going to be fairly important that you have access to Psalm 27. We're looking at Psalm 27 today. It's going to be important that you are following along in Psalm 27, so it would be great if your Bibles were open for you. We're going to pick up the reading again at verse 5, at verse 5 of Psalm 27. God will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, O Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger, O you who have been my help. Cast me not off. Forsake me not, O God of my salvation, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage and wait for the Lord. Let's pray together. Lord God, we await you right now. We pray for the blessing of your spirit. Help us to hear these words and to be transformed by them. We ask through Jesus Christ, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Let me tell you, about the God I worship. Let me tell you about the God who loves me, who loves me. My Lord is my light and my salvation and my stronghold. The Lord is my light, my salvation, and my stronghold. And by that, what I mean is that the Lord is my light. And I'm using that word in order to try to evoke within your minds this, the, the beauty, the majesty, the, the all-encompassing glory of God. Somehow I want you to picture the overwhelmingness of God. The Lord is my light, but more than that, when I talk about the Lord is my light, what I really mean to say is that the Lord is the one who reveals himself to me. The Lord is the one that shows me what really is. If I don't have light... I can't see anything. I only see what the light reveals. And when I say that the Lord is my light, what I'm saying is that the Lord is the one who shows me what is really real. He's the one who reveals reality to me. So when I say the Lord is my light, I am not just saying that the Lord is a bright shining bulb or something like that. I am saying that I understand and I see the world 
with God's eyes because God is my light and he is my salvation. Now, as I talk here a little bit up front, you'll hear that what I'm talking about is that he is my salvation in my everyday troubles. He's the salvation. He's the one who delivers me from the difficulties that I bump into every day, from the struggles that confront me every single moment of my life. But let's face it, the biggest thing that I have to get over, the biggest struggle that I face is the sin that is in this world and the sin that is in my heart. When I talk and say the Lord is my salvation, I am talking about the Lord is the one who delivers me and who saves me from all my troubles. Most certainly the troubles of my own guilt before the Lord, my own sin and brokenness. And the Lord is my stronghold. He's my refuge. What I mean is that when trouble assails me, and it does, even with the Lord being my light, even seeing the world the way the Lord desires for me to see it, even with the salvation that I know is mine, there is difficulty, there are troubles that are coming, things are going to be rough. And in the midst of that promise that God is my light and that he is my salvation, he also promises to be my shelter, to be the refuge to be the comfort that I experience each and every day. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my stronghold. And so I have to ask the question, of whom should I be afraid? Who can I honestly fear? What can I honestly fear if all of those things are true? Having said that, I'm a fearful person. I'm nervous right now. I get uncomfortable in certain situations. I get anxious and I worry. But when I remember that the Lord is my light, the Lord is my salvation, the Lord is my stronghold, then the answer to the question is self-evident. Nothing should I fear. No one do I fear. And the great blessing of the Lord is that that is before me every second of my day because I see the world the way God desired it, because I understand that I am supposed to see the world as the Lord desires it. That's what really real is. And because I know the Lord is going to save me, and he is saving me every second of the day into eternity, and because I know that he shelters and protects me and cares for me, then in reality there is nothing that I fear. When I ask the question, what shall I be afraid of, the answer is self-evident. I should be afraid of nothing. And yet evildoers will assail me. Now when I talk like that. I don't want to make people look bad. I'm not saying that every trouble I have is because somebody is out there trying to do evil. What is an evildoer? An evildoer is anything, anyone that distracts me from the path of the Lord. Anything that turns me away from what is good is evil even if it doesn't appear like that at the particular moment. That thing is an evildoer if it is distracting me from that which is good. And so every day, evildoers assail me. Every day I'm confronted by things that distract me from 
the Lord that turned me away from him. And you know what it's like when you have a, a, a fight with a friend or a spouse or a coworker or something, and it's this nonsensical fight. It really, there's nothing really to it, but you can't seem to get past the emotions of it, and your, your flesh is just worn away. It's like something's eating away at your flesh because it just robs you of all of your strength. It robs you of all of your power. And so when the evildoers assail me and my flesh drains away, when it's like I'm just exhausted because I can't stand it anymore, I can't confront it anymore, but because the Lord is the light, because the Lord is my strength, the, my salvation, because he's my stronghold, it is ultimately those who oppose the Lord that will stumble and fall. There is no victory ahead for them. There is none. And what does that do to me? That empowers me in this overwhelming sense that if a whole army camped against me, if war came against me at the trials, if my mind is on right, if my heart is on right, if my spirit is on right, no matter what confronts me, it can be a whole army of foes. Yet I know and I have confidence in the Lord. Why? Because he is my light, my salvation, my stronghold. I can't fear anything, even something as vicious and as horrible as war. And here I, I only kind of mean it metaphorically. I'm talking seriously. Nothing shakes my confidence in the Lord because he is my light. He is my salvation he is my stronghold. No matter what encamps comes against me, yet will I be confident. And this leads me to prayer. It leads me to seek one thing from God. God, just this one thing I ask of you. Now let me be clear about this for a second. I ask the Lord for a whole lot of stuff. I'm always asking him for, for, I need blessings, Lord. I need gifts. I need them for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for my family. I'm seeking all these things. But honestly, you boil it all down. There's really only one thing that I seek. There's only one thing that I ask of the Lord, that I may dwell in his house forever. Now, Clearly here, I don't mean the church, though sort of. I mean, this is a special place, not because God is more present here than anywhere, but because this is where I have set aside my heart to meet with the Lord. One thing I desire, Lord, to dwell in your house. So what does it mean to dwell in God's house? If the house is not the church, if God is everywhere and I can't get away from him, and I know that's true, but there's something special, there's something unique, there's something that drives me to just want to be in his presence. So to dwell in his house, I get the imagery, I, I, I kind of want to just be with him wherever he is, wherever he goes, whatever he is doing in this world, that's where I want to be. That's what it means for me to be dwelling in his house because I am with him face to face consistently all the days of my life. Why? So I can gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. So that I can gaze upon that beauty. I glimpse the glory of God all around me every second of the day. Anytime I open my eyes, I'm glimpsing the glory of God, but that's not what I want to do. I want to gaze upon it. I want to stare at the goodness of God. I want to stare at him. 
And that's what we talk about when I mean the beauty. When I say that I want to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, what I'm saying is that I want to I be so taken with him. I want to be so overwhelmed by the Lord that all I see is his goodness. All I see is his perfection and his marvel. That's when I talk about the beauty of the Lord. I'm not talking that he's handsome or beautiful. Or not. I'm trying to say that there is something about him that infires every aspect of who I am, that overwhelms me. That's what I want every day to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Because this I know, because he is my light, because he is my salvation, because he is my stronghold, he will hide me, he will conceal me, he will protect me in times of trouble. Because trouble is going to come. There is nothing about the confidence I have that the Lord is my light, that he shows me reality, that the Lord is my salvation, that he saves me and delivers me from all things, that the Lord is my stronghold, that he is my refuge and shelter. There's nothing about those things that is somehow built in here that trouble isn't going to come. Difficulties are going to overwhelm, threaten to overwhelm every second of my life. The difficulties with my family, difficulties with my job, difficulties with the society around me, and let's face it, difficulties with my heart, difficulties with my character. These troubles are always going to be present. But because the Lord is my light and my salvation and my stronghold, I know that he will hide me. He will conceal me in his tent, in his presence. And what a better picture than what has happened on the cross of Christ. That there on the cross of Christ, I have been so enraptured, so surrounded by the presence of God that nothing, the flaming arrows of Satan himself, cannot hurt me. The Lord will hide me and he will care for me and conceal me under a rock so that in time he will lift me up. That is, there is going to be this victory. There is going to be this time where God is totally and completely victorious over everything. I've just talked about how trouble will always assail me, but that's not true. There will come a time when God is victorious over all things and he will lift me up so that I too will see that. That is why I am so eager to come and make sacrifices before the Lord. What sacrifice am I talking about? I'm not killing animals here or anything. I am desperate to give everything I have to the Lord. I remember early on in my faith when I just thought to myself, God, if you've done all this for me, what possibly can I hold back from you? I want to offer sacrifices to the Lord, the only real sacrifice I have, not because he needs it, not because there's something deficient in God that he's waiting for me, not because I'm giving him something that he needs, but because I'm overwhelmed by the light and the salvation and the stronghold of my God. And because I am so overwhelmed, I want to shout with joy, I want to sing, I want to make melody in my life, and let's face it, nobody wants to hear me sing. 
no, pro God probably doesn't want to hear me sing. What I'm trying to express to the Lord is how much I want to give every part of who I am, everything to him, even my voice, my song, everything that's not any good I want to give to him. Those are the sacrifices that I make to the Lord, which drives me to prayer. And this is the prayer that drives me when I am confronted by his light and his salvation and his stronghold. I'm confronted in prayer and I say, hear me, O Lord. And I say that with great confidence and assurance because he has showed himself over and over again that he will always hear me. Hear me, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. And I can say those things with the great confidence because he is my light and my strength and my salvation. He has portrayed himself consistently about that. And so, he is the one I am responding in prayer to the very thing he has said to me. He has told me. He has looked at me in the scriptures and in the face when I come to the Lord in prayer and he has said, seek my face. Oh, when I'm seeking the Lord's face, I'm, I'm putting energy out. I'm, I'm giving of myself. I'm, to seek something is to pour your heart into it. I am seeking what the Lord's face, not his eyes and his cheeks and his mouth. I am seeking the very, the face of the Lord, the very goodness of God. God is all things, and his face represents that, that blessing, that pouring out of everything glorious and wonderful, and I want to seek his face because he's told me to seek his face. And so if nothing else, my prayer goes, God, I'm seeking your face. I'm seeking your blessings. Do not hide from me. Do not turn away from your servant in anger. There's plenty. The, the Lord in righteousness could look with anger toward me. I'm not being self-deprecating here. I'm not revealing something that you shouldn't know. You should know that the core of my sinful heart repels him. He has every right to be angry at me. And yet, with great confidence, I come to him and know that he will never turn me away. He will never reject me because of his salvation, the stronghold, because he is my light. And so I can say, Lord, you will never turn away from me. Do not cast me off. Do not forget me. Do not forsake me. For he is my salvation. Because let's face it, all of us at one time or another have experienced rejection. We know what it's like to be rejected. We know what it's like to be rejected by good friends. We know what it's like to be rejected by woes whom we love. Let's face it, we even know what it's like to be rejected by our mothers and our fathers. And yet, even though that takes place, no matter if the greatest of those whom love me here upon this earth turn and, re and reject me, yet I know this is true, the Lord will take me in. Though the, now, my parents haven't rejected me that I know of, my loved ones love me, etc., but I know this, that they could all turn against me, and the Lord would yet take me in. And so I plead with the Lord, 
God, teach me your way. Now, I have to ask the Lord for that. Because it would be the height of hubris, of pride, of arrogance, to assume that I could figure out the way of the Lord on my own. The Lord is holy. He is righteous. His way is perfect. His way is glorious. And I am broken. I am unrighteous. I am sinful. And yet the Lord desires me to walk in his path. How will I ever learn that way? I will only learn that way if the Lord himself teaches me that. And of course he has in the scriptures. Every time I come to the scriptures, I come with a desire to learn more of God's way. Not because of my arrogance and self-confidence, because I realize that I cannot. Only if the Lord teaches me will I know. And he will make a level path. We're going to go hiking later today. I hope you are able to join us. One o'clock here in the, in the parking lot. And we will not be on a level path. But we will. As long as we stay on the path. Because the level path is not flat and easy. The level path is right and true. And that's what the Lord provides before us. It's a hard go sometimes. To stay on the path of the Lord is difficult. It's a struggle. The way is narrow. The, the gate is narrow. It is, it is hard. But it is level in the sense that it is right and it is true. And walking that path is always right. And the Lord will not give me up to my adversary. Who is my adversary? My, the great adversary is Satan himself. And consistently, Satan is bearing false witness against me, and he seeks to do violence against me, and I'm not being a drama queen here. That's what God desires to do. Now, not violence like violence, although that might be part of it, but any time the adversary seeks to turn me away from the Lord, seeks to distract me through football or through my family or through my job or through my heart, anytime the adversary seeks to do that, he is doing violence against what God desires for my life. And yet the Lord says that he will not give me up to the will of my adversaries. I will be victorious because of the Lord's light, because of the Lord's salvation because of the Lord's stronghold before me, and so I believe. And I don't mean this like a fairy tale belief. I don't mean this like a sort of belief. I mean this with the scriptural belief. I trust. I know. I have faith. I know that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord. I shall see that I shall gaze upon the goodness everything that is right everything that is perfect everything that is beautiful and I will do that in the land of the living now what is the land of the living 
self-evidently, it is right here. I will gaze upon the face of the Lord here upon this earth right now in my life. I know that I will see the goodness of the Lord right now. But clearly what I'm trying to capture is that the goodness of the Lord that I will gaze and I will see upon that I have trust and I have great confidence in is that there will come a time when I yet live again and in God's presence I will see him as he truly is in the land of the living I will see his face as he truly is if this is what the Lord is for me if this is what God is for me then my brothers and sisters, what do I desire for you? Wait on the Lord. Wait on Him. Trust in the Lord. Look to Him with confidence. The Lord moves at His timing, at His pace, and yet always and forever he is my light and my salvation and my stronghold and I want him to be your light and your salvation and your stronghold. And the only way that's possible is if you wait on the Lord. That's your expression of trust and of confidence in God. Be patient and wait for him. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Now notice how I say that. I do not say dig down deep in yourself and find that courage that is there and be strong in yourself and all that. I'm not saying any of that. I am saying in light of the fact that God is your light, may that be so, that God is your salvation, Lord, make it so, that God is your stronghold, please, Lord, for each and every one of us, then I can say to you, there your heart has courage. That's where I want you to be strong. I want you to be strong and have courage and wait on the Lord. Great God in heaven, I pray that you would hear us as we cry aloud that you would be gracious to us and that you would answer us. Oh Lord, you have told us to seek your face. Your face, oh Lord, we seek. Do not hide from us, oh Lord, and do not turn us away in your anger, for you have been our help. Lord, you have taken us in and you have made us your own. Teach us now your way, we pray, oh Lord, so that we might offer in your presence sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and making melody to you, our God and our Savior, who is our light and our salvation and our stronghold. Amen.